Hello and welcome. My name is Jane. It's great to have you along to our podcast today. As you know, we drop one in every week and it's always a great new subject. Um, Today's one is actually on courage and we share ideas and advice and basically some inspiration to help you in your journey within your business and today is no exception we've got the wonderful Meredith Wiseman who has got a business as a mind coach and much more she has a fabulous way about her she's such an enthusiastic person and um, has been part of our network group for over a year now and um, who's going to share with you about her business and then some, we're going to talk around the whole subject of having courage and how important that is sometimes um, at certain stages in our business to go to the next level or to deal with challenges that crop up, um, but also our self-belief as well. You know, we need to, um, yeah, keep at it and keep excited and this um, will be a great session for you. So I'd love you to jump on in, Meredith. Thanks again for coming in and please share with us what has brought you to where you're at now with your business and so um, we'll start on some insights and then I'll probably ask you some questions as well that crop up at times from people I've mentored. Um, So my name's Meredith Wiseman. I am a nurse and a midwife um, and I now run a successful coaching business in my home where I support women um, empowering their lives and holding their healing journey for them as they um, remove limiting beliefs and thoughts and emotions that are holding them back and um and enable which enables them to kind of thrive in their lives like I just feel so privileged to um to hold that space for them and you know every woman's journey is utterly different as my journey is very different but I think as um as women evolve and we get older we realize that our old thinking patterns that we had in our you know teens and 20s no longer serve us and you know, being able to be a, a mind coach within that and, and empower people to um, to really change their thinking is, is really powerful and I really, really love it. Mm-hmm. When I moved back from London, I lived in London for 20 years, I worked as a midwife and a nurse, and we moved back to New Zealand with three children, two dogs and a husband, and, um, and I was searching for... Um, I was searching for an answer to why I wasn't able to successfully lose weight. I felt that my body image wasn't aligned with what I thought about myself. And I felt that the dieting culture was really flawed mm-hmm. because there was something within that um, system of just eat less that my body and my mind just wasn't able to do. Mm-hmm. And so I kept searching and searching and searching for something or somebody that did kind of mindfulness in relation to weight loss. Mm-hmm. And I got in touch with an incredible company who literally changed my whole trajectory of life and empowered me to remove those limiting beliefs I had about myself and my weight and encourage my self-love for myself, which I'm very passionate about, and self-esteem mm. so that I was able to actually make conscious decisions on what I wanted to eat, when I wanted to eat, or when I wanted to exercise. Mm. And through that kind of one-year journey, I realized that actually these are really different skills and this is very different than anything I'd ever been to and actually I really want to be part of that and I really want to learn what you know this company did and so that's how my journey started to give back. Great and so from being with that company you got training do you mean like personally well you got personally coached and then there's an ability to be trained and do the same thing for others is that 
what you're doing. Yeah, so I, did, um, so I did a hypnotherapy course first. I found mm-hmm. hypnotherapy really brilliant. Um, hypnotherapy is the most incredible modality to change people's perceptions of, of, of who they are mm-hmm. and um, remove those kind of blocks that they've got in, in their way. Um, but I felt that it was limited to only just one modality and not everyone's the same. And often hypnotherapy doesn't work for everybody because mm. they've got more kind of limiting beliefs behind it and their conscious mind is, is meeting a need for other reasons. And so I then did a one-year course um, with as a mind coach for a year, which looked at all the different modalities. So it mainly was based around NLP, so neural realistical reprogramming, but it also looked at EFT, which all these acronyms, EFT, mm. which is an emotional freedom technique, which is tapping, mm-hmm. which is phenomenally amazing. And it looked at all these other kind of incredible skills then. Mm. So it was a little bit of everything, which I loved. And mm. and it's not about, um, it's not just about one size fits all because every single person comes in and, and I've got those skill sets, which I love to support them. So mm. it's cool. And it's ever changing. You're always learning. Mm. And so then after that, I did a um, past life regression course so that I could take people through kind of the healing journey of holding on to um, trauma from other lives. And yeah, so it's pretty epic. I love it. Great. This subject today is around courage. So us as small business owners do need to step up to the next level or, yeah, you know, have courageous um discussions and um yeah what's your thinking on that what how would you how have you come through times when you wanted to step step up let's say and is there any examples you can offer as support for the ladies i definitely think as, as a small business owner um and a woman and a mother of three and a wife and all of that other you know a midwife and and everything there is definitely challenges because although I've done a lot of healing work on myself, we always want to level up. And there's this kind of constant growth that happens where we we push out our comfort zone, right? And we mm. do something really scary. And we, and like getting my first client was really scary. Oh my God, it was so scary, you know, holding that space for that person. Mm. And then it was like my first, my first client on Zoom in a different country. And that mm. was really scary. And that was really, oh, and now, and now it's like I'm doing an event in August in front of hopefully 50 people mm-hmm. and standing in front of that event and being really proud there. Mm. We're always moving out of our comfort mm. zone and it takes courage and strength of character to go, it's okay to feel uncomfortable for just a little bit mm-hmm. because I know that great things are going to happen through that. And we, it, I just think you can't just stay still, regardless of if you're not willing to push yourself it's impossible to stay still. You're mm. always constantly moving. We're always aging. We're always growing. And you have that choice on whether you're going to grow positively or just stay the same, mm. but grow as well. So that makes sense. Sometimes the stretching out to, to begin the courage process can be a challenge for, so for some. Now, yeah. you know, when we think about that, has, what strategy would you say you would put in, for example, this event you, you're going to have? Do you mind talking about that? You know, like, yeah, I'd love what? To. Yeah, because I'd love to. I think there'll be people that will relate to that sort of a story where they may have been put off by something, but they, they have to do it and then they choose to. But what does it take yeah. to do that? What, what do you think the determination underneath um, is? Um, I, think at, at, I think at the beginning, when, when, um, when the event kind of came up, um, within my circle, it was very scary to think that I was going to be able to do that. 
and I I did kind of sit with it for a little while. I definitely find meditation very, very supportive. Mm-hmm. I find it just a very calming um, way of just filtering out all the negative that happened in my life. Um, and this the day-to-day junk that just, you know, kind of thoughts that pop in. I find meditation really good and walking really fabulous. So rewarding and listening to really loud music weirdly. But mm-hmm. through those kind of three processes, the loud music definitely helps, um, and singing and, and all that joy, it, you just kind of, I just felt this sheer kind of, no, this is what's going to happen. I'm doing this event by myself. Like this is 100% happening when the other person pulled out. I can do this. Like I have the skill set for this. What does it take? What do you think the steps would need to be to actually step out from the unknown and into yep. where we need to go? Thank you. Great question because I'm doing it every day. Mm-hmm. It is actually about noting those negative thoughts that pop into your head. Uh, for example, I am a, a, a midwife and a nurse, as I've said, mm-hmm. and I wanted to book my, my events poster at work at Christchurch Women's Hospital. And Which would be room. obvious, in, great place. In, yeah, <laughs> yeah, great place, right? And the staff room. But it took me three weeks to build the courage to leave it in there because I felt this negative thought kept popping in my head whenever I went to do it. Mm. I have no right to be there. I'm mm. not enough. I have no right to put myself out there. I'm not enough. I don't know enough. All these other people probably know far more than me. I don't know enough. But mm. yet, I I I did it anyway because I just felt nothing's hold. Like I can't just not advertise the event for one thing. Mm. But also, I I have to. You have to come out of your comfort zone to make big things happen mm. or little things happen. Like we can't stay the same. And when it feels uncomfortable and it feels yucky and it feels like you're pushing yourself too hard, there is this kind of noting it in your body and going, what's that there to tell me? Is it to tell Mm. me that I'm not enough? Because I know I am right. And it's not a truth. It's a definite negative. And it's definitely from a very deep, deep unconscious level. Mm. It's not a truth. I have every right to stand up in front of the women coming to my event. Mm. I have the knowledge and the skill set, and I have um, an unbiased ethical kind of background to understand Mm. that women have got to have choices and they have to have information. And and I am really proud and honoured to be able to share that with them. Mm. It's not about me. The event's not about me. It's about women being able to, you know, learn about what I'm telling them and so Hmm. I just think it's about feeling the uncomfortableness in your body and doing it anyway (laughs) because you actually feel yourself like when I started doing social media it Mm. would be this really uncomfortable feeling Mm. and it would be you know procrastination like central Mm. and eventually it's just like nothing's perfect nothing can be wonderful I can just start here and work my way up Mm. And um, and I think that's a half the problem as well. I think we're striving for perfection, so we just mm. procrastinate and procrastinate and procrastinate, but yeah. perfection doesn't exist. Yeah, I've, you know, you've covered some really really good points there, and you know that one there, that that one, the perfection thing, that is often yeah. what holds us back. Yeah. That's the thing that creates fear that we're not good enough. Yeah. We who you yeah. know, like you said before, who do I think I am? Because yeah. I think the other thing we've got to remember is we in business, we're in a small business, each of us. So mm. 
we're we're bringing usually we've started a business because we're bringing our life experience to something that now is a business and now we can make a living from it and we have the experience that nobody else has which is why we're doing this or they might have it but we're all different so you're bringing something Mm. different Mm. and when you really think about it it's actually not about you it's not about us our business actually isn't about us our business is about what it's serving someone else and then that can also help i think with that fear factor of well it's not about me so (laughs) i agree and 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 putting the ego aside like at no Mm. point do i feel you know ego i'm sitting on my office at the moment Mm. you know my ego never comes in here it is not about me and it shouldn't be about me Mm. yes i have stories to share about my journey Mm -hmm. so it's it's like a metaphor and it helps others but at, at no point is is my opinion and my ideas of what my clients should feel or be have have any merit at all. Like, mm. it, it, I just think that's really important. Yeah. When we're talking about courage, we're, we're really talking about facing your fear and doing it anyway, just like you said yeah, before. Exactly. What I've found is that when I've actually stepped into doing that thing, that before mm. I thought was a big deal, and you're actually now in it, it, yeah. it, it you you naturally do your thing and it helps that other person yeah, and that yeah. other person gets involved in yeah. it. And you realize when you look yeah. back at it, gee, what if I hadn't have gone and done that? That couldn't yeah, have helped yeah. that person. So it's quite a responsibility, actually, when you've got a business and it's a service. All businesses serve somebody, whether it's a product or a um, coaching or or selling something. It's all serving people. Um, and yeah, it's really remembering that. I think it's looking at the at the other side of, at the other end of the spectrum. Start with the end in mind sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And when, when we look at, um, you know, a technique in NLP, which is, you know, um, left and right, looking mm. at what direction you can take. And, you know, putting um, this is really a really great kind of strategy for actually deciding whether you want to do something at all, moving into courage, for example. Mm. You know, closing your eyes and sitting on your on your sofa and going, so if I focus on the left-hand side and put all the negative about staying where you are and about how, you know, it's comfortable, it's easy, I don't, you know, I don't have to feel scared, I don't have to feel pushed, you know, my life would be so much better if I stayed exactly where I am because it's comfortable and, and just feels warm and fluffy. And then looking at the right-hand side of your hand and throwing everything on the right-hand side, which is all the positive things that might actually happen by actually doing the thing that scares the crap out of mm. you because it's going to give you, you know, maybe more money or it's going to give you a sense of self-worth or it's going to give you a career or it's going to give you maybe a relationship with a new, you know, a new partner or it's going to make your garden look amazing because you're wanting to do something scary in the garden mm-hmm. or you know, something something that is really challenging and it's really courageous to do it, but throwing all that on the right-hand side and then kind of weighing up, you know, which hand feels better, which hand feels more positive. Does mm. the right hand feel really positive? And, and throwing more information into that, like how could I make that happen? You know, what could I do every day to, to get that happening? Or does the left hand feel more appropriate for that day? And then if that's the case, then you hold on to that left hand and you bring it to your heart and that's the decision you have made for that day. Mm. And then do it again tomorrow and see what it feels like tomorrow because we're ever changing. Mm. And just because you say no one day, it doesn't mean you have to say no the next. Yeah. Basically, that's almost like a goal-setting technique. You know, because when what we, we always do is if something 
is more powerful than the other you're going to go in that direction yeah. so like you yeah. know yeah. when you think about what your business is about and let's say it's to develop uh, 100 clients in the year yeah. and you're thinking about why is that so important what will that give what will that bring and yeah. that why is so you know, can build that up to be so much more exciting mm. and fulfilling mm. than the other option which is staying in your little comfort zone and yeah. you know maybe one new person every month or something like a smaller yeah. level yeah. is that more comfortable probably not yeah. if you can see that that other vision that's when you start the change isn't it 100 what a great 100%. way to do that and when you're and when you're doing that goal setting and you're visualizing that, you know, we are very, very, very visual people. Mm. That's what that's what's brilliant about being a human, right? We add we add kind of, you know, sight, sound, texture, um, you know, sight, you know, what things feel like. And when we add that into what we actually want to do, it actually builds a picture in our mind that actually that is one hundred percent gonna happen because that's what I visualize to happen and so when I built my little room built, you know when mm -hmm. I designed the little room at the end of the house I visualized where I'd be sitting in the room mm -hmm. where my clients would be sitting where my computer would be if I was on zoom you know the visualization element helped me through that journey when I was learning how to be a mind coach to visualize what I was going to be doing Love and it. visualizing things is so incredibly powerful Love because it. it takes away the fear element because you're practicing over yeah. and over and over again what you want which is why hypnobirthing works so well mm. and bringing the fear away from birth because mm. you're practicing what you want out of your birth that's so, so cool like, i wish i'd met yeah. you back when i was having my little ones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's so so wonderful that you know there's someone like you out there doing this and um you know just giving so much needed guidance yeah. to people yeah. and you know it's it's just fantastic and i've just wanted to put a couple of questions to you and um and then mm. we'll start closing it up but it's been really great thank you what Thanks, these are just general little businessy things and i'd love your your mm. thoughts on this what strategies do you put in place for time management and setting boundaries on yourself mm. so i use um i use a block scheduling every single week I um I absolutely adore block scheduling. It adds themes to the day and adds themes to the blocks of the days. Mm -hmm. And we all don't have the same energy levels in a 24 hour period. I find that I'm very productive in the morning and weirdly really productive between kind of like 7.30 and, and eight o'clock just for that weirdly half hour. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and so when you note when you're really productive, that's when you put doing tasks in. So you do, you're doing like, um, you're doing your um, kind of programming, your plans, and you're and you're doing the doing things, mm -hmm. and then and then as you become a bit more distracted as the day goes on, you're doing things that really don't need much input, you know, mentally. So it's things like you know replying to replying to emails where you know the other person's going to come back tomorrow, so it's not urgent. Yeah. And then there's that family time as well. So I definitely love blog scheduling. I'm a real a real fan. I think it's fabulous. Mm. It just takes away that that worry. Not worrying. It takes away that kind of um, oh, struggle of well, what do I do now? And especially yeah. when you're a self, you know, you're you know, you don't have another employee, and it's just you. That can be there, and you work at home. It can be quite challenging to go. Oh, I'll just put that load of washing on now. Mm. Which is one of the reasons I wanted to ask you this question because again, when it, we come back to the subject of courage, 
it's so mm -hmm. easy to put ourselves off especially if we haven't got a decent yeah. plan right. whereas if you've blocked it in and it's yeah. got to happen today that thing that's really tricky what like it might be i'm going to make a video for some yeah. reels let's say i mean yeah you know yeah. and something you've never done or don't like i mean if it's blocked yeah. in okay yeah. i'm doing this yeah. now and yeah. like you said you've already pre-worked yeah. out when you're most when. on what would be your advice for women who uh, have imposter syndrome which is a little bit on the old courage side yeah yeah no and, and imposter syndrome and courage are, um, are like you know opposite magnets mm. um i just feel imposter syndrome has such an incredibly arc in people's lives i find that some people have it and some people don't um, I personally feel when I did my little story about not putting my um, pamphlet in at the mm -hmm. um, at the you know staff room, there was definitely an imposter syndrome element of that story that I had told myself. Mm -hmm. um, it's it, it is something that I think comes and goes, and when we move out of our comfort zone, often imposter syndrome just rears its ugly head mm -hmm. just to keep us in check. But I also think it is a really incredible weird blessing as well mm -hmm. because when it does rear its head and you can notice it where you feel it in your body you can go hold on hold on let's just justify this have i got a right to stand on this space have i got a right to go and email all these people for this event have i got a right to do this do i have the skill set for this and it's like it's like checking into yourself that you're not fueling your ego but actually you are being really authentic and you're being really courageous and it's just that feeling of imposter syndrome coming out it's you know it's ugly head just to get a check in to say oh am i doing okay is this what i should be doing oh yeah it is okay cool yeah i definitely have the right to do this and we'll move on and it kind of goes away again but it but it's okay if it comes back because i think it should come back because it's just there to test us if we're on the right path mm -hmm. and i think that's completely normal great okay and is there one last thing you you would like to bring up any points that you come across that you think would be important to share as a support to other women in business listening to us i i just feel that we have to run our own race mm -hmm. and and when people trigger us or someone else comes into our business and and shares their view on how you should run it or how you should do it, I think that is an incredible lesson on how, how you can kind of stand up for what you believe and really be really authentic. Mm -hmm. And then and then, you know, build those connections and build those alliances with those women like Jane who just fill you with joy and happiness and are there as your cheerleaders and not mm. as your negative Nelly people. Mm. They are, you know, you're there as everyone's cheerleader, Jane. You're a phenomenal Aww. person. And I think and I think that's how we kind of build up as kind of independent businesswoman and mm. especially as women we have to build that kind of village element of yeah. our lives so that there are not just us alone mm -hmm. it's just we're yeah. supported you know by everybody and that is really just you know the village element of you know the, the elders in the group and yeah I just think that's fabulous yeah love that you, that's so true you know and it is a village yeah. that we're creating yeah. within you know our network the, yeah, yeah the, the empowered yeah. women's network and also even this podcast like hopefully 
um, you know, every every time we do one, an episode, it's different because it's different women, different experiences, and it's fabulous. The flavors are re really getting amazing. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, yeah. And one thing we haven't discussed, and that's what this workshop is that you're doing. So if you want to quickly tell people, because it may well be over by the time they listen to this, but there's is an example of what you you do. Yeah. And, and, I'm and, I'm, and I've combined all my skill set. And I'm doing, I'm really proud to be doing a menopause and perimenopause event, which is going to be very unbiased, where women are able to hear information, both holistic information about how they can, you know, introduce um, different food elements and, and exercise into their lives and maybe some supplements into their lives, but also how HRT is really important and how that could be important for them as well. Mm. And, and how and why women go through menopause and how it affects our body in different ways. And I feel, yeah, yeah and there's not enough unbiased information out there. I think um, I think there's a lot of bias, either medical model or holistic model, mm. and I really want it to be just a really, it's going to be really fun, and it's going to um, just be a really incredible event so that people are able to take away information and maybe introduce something that will help them in their journey. Um, because every single woman goes through menopause. Yeah. Yay, congratulations on that, Meredith. Thank you, Jane. And yes. very proud of the courage you've taken to, to do know, that because I've been <laughs> watching your journey and um, yeah. it's just fabulous and you're a true example of, of the subject, which is why I thought you'd be the perfect one to talk about it. <laughs> oh, thank so you, Jane. thank you so time. much. I really appreciate you being on and um, I will get all the links in the bio for everybody and hope you're inspired and encouraged just to get out there and do your thing because you are needed and you are valued. Okay, thank you, Meredith, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Bye.